Previously on Tropes and Tabletops. A robed figure running. Help! Please, help! There are eight goblins snarling. The return! The return! It can't be stopped! The return of what? The end. The consumer. The one who destroys. I'm afraid Alador has possibly gotten mixed in with some kind of uh, nefarious people. Party of six adventurers, eh? Don't tell me you want to sign up to become one of our newest adventuring teams. You see that there is a trail of blood. Now, last time on our last episode, the heroes of Braven were reunited for the first time in a very long time. Over the adventures that they had over their childhood, many friendships were forged, many strong relationships were obtained. And over time, however, those relationships all found themselves drifting apart. They all kind of went and did their own separate things and had basically life happen to them. They found themselves all reunited on one day, however, when Egan Balinor came to town to collect his father's belongings. However, as he was on his way out of town, there was a disturbance in the forest to their left. There was a robed and hooded man running out of the forest, and he was being pursued by goblins. Quickly dispatching the goblins, the crew quickly found out that the robed figure was holding an orb, a 12-sided dice, so to speak, a 12-sided item that they had seen before. They had seen before many times, and yet only once. Something from a dream, or a dream within a dream. But before they could act, the 12-sided item activated, and they found themselves in this white space, surrounded by complete whiteness. The meaning of time had no purpose here, and they all found themselves together in this space with the 12-sided dice. When they touched it, they saw a vision of the world ending. And it was something that wasn't new to them, and yet this viewing was different than all the others. When they came out of the vision, three weeks had passed, and the mayor of the town approached them with a mission. She said that her son had been suspected of being involved with a group of individuals who were in the town causing trouble, and she wanted them to personally investigate because they were very close to him when they were younger. Having staked out the hero's memorial that was the site of all the mischief, the crew encountered a strange activity during the night. There was a person who was trying to get close to the memorial. However, he was scared off by a dog friend that Cypress had made. And that is where we are going to pick right up with this adventure. Cypress, you run over to where your friend Phyto F-I-G-H-T-O was barking at this uh, figure that you saw in the alleyway. You run over and the green lights emitting from your eyes 
light up a pool of blood that the person had created whenever he or she bumped into something and scratched themselves on the way out, making their hurried escape. Uh, Fido, was that you? Oh, good boy. All right, I'll, uh, I'll call the others over, and I guess we'll start tracking it. Let's go. All right, so uh, go ahead and roll a investigation check. Investigation. What do you want? <clears throat> Just him to do it, or is that considering us all coming over? Um, if someone wants to help me yeah, with this, Kyle that would help. be great. Cause I would be happy my to investigation help. Investigation sucks. I. I, I, okay. I roll a sixteen investigation. I got yeah, a that's 15. a two. <laughs> uh, TG, I believe you have advantage, so go ahead and roll that dice again. Oh, that's better. That's um, 14 on the die, and my modifier, I believe, is just a plus one. Uh, yeah, so 15 total. Okay. So you're able to kind of track where this is going, and it leads out of town. All right. Um, I, f- I forget in the last session how long we had waited if my Speak with Animals was still going, uh, but I would tell, if it was, I would tell Fido to just stay there and keep a keep keeping a lookout. And then I would say we would uh, keep going. I will say, uh, for the purpose of this, it was just about to run out whenever this happened. And so he says, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey bring me a uh, bring me a, a a nice bone next time, all right? Uh, you got it, buddy. You earned it. All right, so you guys all set out in search of whoever this was. Uh, your tracking only goes so far, and you find that this uh, is heading out towards the farm that is up here in the top right corner of our Roll20 map. Uh, this is to the northeast of town. There is a farm. Would I recognize the owners or know who it belongs to? Yes, uh, this is a town that you guys grew up in, and so you would know that this is the McCreary farm. Is the blood leading uh, into the farm itself, or is it kind of going into the surrounding areas? Would you want us to make another investigation roll, or? Uh, no, there's no need to roll again. You notice that the the blood stain goes uh, towards the house. Um, however, it then stops, like there's no more blood trail. So whoever it was must have figured out that they were bleeding and bandaged it up. All right. Well, I'm going to go knock on the door. Okay. So you approach the house, Kiki, and you knock on the door, and the farmer's wife, Darla, she answers the door. Uh, Yes, hello. Hi, Darla. It's lovely to see you again. How have you been? Um, all right. Is there a reason you're approaching my house um, this late night? 
That's wonderful. I was just about to apologize. Um, you see, we've been tracking this nasty looking bugger. Um, and we were wondering if you've heard anything, um, around the farm or if you've noticed anyone. Heard anything? Around the farm? Yep, maybe the sound of somebody bleeding out. Uh, <laughs> or just kind of rummaging around. Oh yeah, my. yeah. They got a nasty. They got a nasty wound. Um, she looks around nervously and says, oh, "I don't know anything about that. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, have uh, a good night." Um, Kiki puts her foot in the door. Starts to close. She says, "Excuse me. Um, this is my property. Uh, collect um, key. Um, darling, what are you doing? Can I ask? Are you all right?" Um, uh, yes, uh, I'm fine. Um, please leave. And she, like, goes to kind of, like, push the door closed. Um, I think that I'm going to let her and then reconvene with the group. All right. Kiki, what type of insight did you gain from that? (laughs) Well, uh, and the propeller spins. <laughs> um, so I think, I think that they might be hiding something. Are they covering or is it a hostage situation? Maybe a bit of both. <laughs> um, right, uh, DM, I'm going to start walking around kind of the other side of the farm. Uh, see if sure. I see anything out back that way okay uh if you are looking around for anything like that go ahead and roll a perception check yeah and i am going to try to be stealthy um for doing well that then too. also roll a stealth check all right all right that's a 13 for stealth okay and a nat one for perception uh so seven but yeah <laughs> okay with a seven uh perception uh with but a higher stealth roll um you you give this place a good pretty sweep over and you don't really see anything that's worth seeing um and you're pretty confident that nobody saw you i'll give like a, a sign to everyone else <laughs> um, I'm going to try and are there any windows I can look into? Yeah, yeah, there's definitely uh, windows in the house. Uh, if you want to sneakily look into a window, go ahead and roll a stealth check for me. Cool. A five uh, plus one, so a six. <laughs> Good. (laughs) Nice. You kind of um, walk up towards the closest window that you can see, and there were some things that you didn't notice down below the window. Some rain barrels and a couple pots, and the (laughs) crashing and clinking of pots uh, quickly creates sounds from inside the house. And it sounds like people are moving around in there pretty frantically. 
Is there anything I can see uh, inside the window? Uh, no, the curtains are drawn. And I'm going to say with a failed stealth check like that, you were not close enough to be able to hear anything from the window. Damn. Morellin. Morellin. Yes. Can you use your... That thing where you talk inside people's heads? I was just you, thinking that. Can you ask to see maybe some intel? Maybe we can talk yes. directly if we think she might be in danger. I point my finger at the front door and I message the woman and I ask to verify I'm with the Adventurers Guild. I'm working with the mayor. Are you safe? Something's very suspicious going on here. You can whisper. You can answer me with on your head. You don't need to speak. She says very frantically. Um, yes, something's wrong. There's someone in here. Um, he told me that if uh, we were to let anyone in, um, that he would kill my family. Oh, please, I'm so scared. Little Johnny, he's only seven, and he... And then she ran out of words for the reply. But that's where it cut off. Okay. Can I do it again? I don't, I don't like, because I don't want to spam stuff back to back to back. No, Camp that's fine with me. Camp trips yeah, I want to message her. that. Yeah. I'll message her again and be like, is, is anyone in immediate danger? If we were to come in right now, is he in a place to hurt someone immediately? Uh, uh, you hear reply back kind of immediately in that same kind of tone. She says, well, we, there was a noise outside the window just, uh, just a moment ago I, that really startled him. Um, uh, I, I tell you what, I could distract him if you. And then the reply runs out. All right. Guys, someone's in there. They're in danger. It doesn't sound like he's got a knife to anyone's neck. Kick in the door. Let's go. Was it was it just one or was it more than one? She said one. Surely we can handle one. Cypress, do you think you can kick down the door? I'm on the other side of the house. Where's Cypress? I look you over at the other side of the house. Blend, blends into the trees every time. Okay. Um, who's our frontline fighter? If only we had a frontline fighter. Fabril. Listen, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll just go. Are you sure, Milo? It's a, you're free to talk. Oh. Okay, sorry. Am I within kind of hearing? Like, can I hear uh, y'all's plan? I certainly hope I'm not. I I would assume (laughs) that you guys are huddled up somewhere kind of outside. You said you came back to the group after you left the door. Oh, wait, then you went back up. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Kiki and I are both, like, she's uh, by the house, and I'm, like, on the backside to watch, like, a backdoor type of thing. So, Kyle, I don't know if you want to message us, too. Mm. Um there is the sound while you guys are doing these talks there is a sound of a pot breaking inside and you hear Darla shriek I I dart for the door alright I shoulder the door okay yeah I'll, I'll brush in the, back in the window alright everybody um, who is breaking doors and windows we take down every wall in the house <laughs> just every the house every entrance like every window broken <laughs> Everything you but want the door it. used. 
<laughs> you wanted to make an extension, right? Uh, we, we can make an addition to the house. We'll just uh, we'll start here. My grandfather made that window. I don't, All I can think job. of is pretty flimsy. Is the Ninja Turtles live action movie where the Foot Clan is just jumping in and breaking through all the windows? That's all <laughs> I can think of. Um, Ian's right. actually not going to hop in. He's going to hang back from a distance, but also still be supporting just to see if any comes out back out the front. All right, you guys all break in '80s action movie style. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Uh, you see that this uh, ho- hooded, robed figure now has uh, Darla McCreary's. Uh, child um, ETH that's E-A um, can I cast a spell I was just if, about to ask if, they, if they're kind of coming in first I wanted to, to cast a spell as soon as I see him um, if you'll let me do that um, alright so I'll right, give you this we need to roll initiative or, or what we need to do I tell you what, you break in there, and he is so surprised because he didn't think that there was anybody there. Um, you have six seconds to do something. All right. Uh, he's going to need to make a strength saving throw as I'm going to cast Entangle. I'm going to bust through the door, uh, jam a hand on the ground, and little uh, oh, magical nice. weeds and vines yeah. sprout and jump up from the ground underneath his feet. And Actually, it's a 20-foot square. So technically, the others would need to make strength saving throws too. Uh, but if this gets him, he'll be uh, restrained. All right. What's it got to be? Uh, my DC is, I believe, 14. All right. So this is his strength against your magic casting ability. Mm-hmm. And he got a nine. So nice. he is entangled. Yep. So target is now restrained and his speed is zero. Um, he can still make attacks and stuff, so he's not like paralyzed, uh, but he is held there, so he can't run away or anything right now. All right, so if he does make an attack, is that going to be a disadvantage? Believe so. I'll double check that while everybody else reacts to that. Is Can I run over to the kid that he was holding? Uh, I would advise against it because he still has a knife um, at this kid. And the ground in there, too, is difficult terrain, too, just so everybody oh, else knows. Okay. Yeah, that would not be good for you to do that. No, it would not. Hmm. Let me... Y'all can... Let me look for something else. So, Andrew, are we up in this... Like, basically, this farmhouse is yeah. where we're at? All right. Should we move right. pieces? Yeah, you you guys all have basically what's called a surprise round, meaning um, before you guys roll initiative, there is um, you guys got the jump on him, so you each get a turn to do something to react. Yeah, Ian's not in the house; he's like in the doorway. That's why I just have one up front. So if you yeah. guys want to, so I cast sleep. <laughs> Uh, he does have um, disadvantage on attacks and disadvantage to dex saves. Dex saves. Um, saving throws. That's restrained. right. Excellent. Uh, all right. You cast sleep. Uh, so with the sleep spell in fifth edition, you will roll the dice and the total number added up is how many health points you can put to sleep. Righto. I believe that's 5d8. That's what I'm... Yeah, I'm loading it right now. 
Yeah, so if he rolls 5d8 and the total that he rolls is higher than this person's health points, this person will fall asleep. Uh, I rolled a 24. It would hit everybody and starts with the lowest starts HP, with the lowest. so like the kid, the rest of the family. I don't know. But what, he could target, it's on, he could it's target on the area. Base, yeah. Yeah, he could so target the area. Far away from, yeah. So that it wouldn't get the hit, kid because yeah. the kid only has yes. like two health points. Well, yeah, but he's if he's got a knife to the kid, it's gonna it's gonna hit the kid then too. It may not hit the the parents or whoever if they're on the other side of the room. All right, I'm making a DM rule here. He can target whoever he wants, um, and if he doesn't want to get the kid in his area, yes. he doesn't have to. So, no, I ain't saying a no lullaby to a kid. I'm not doing that. All right, you rolled twenty eight. You said twenty four. Twenty four. Okay. Um, this guy is now asleep and tangled up in a bunch of vines. Then I think Kiki is going to run over to the kid, or at least try and, like, you know, beckon them and the rest of the family away. Uh, yeah, Darla says, Oh, thank you, thank you. He said he was going to hurt me and my child. It's um, all right. You you don't have to worry about that anymore. Come on. I'll, tomorrow we'll go down to Buddy's Locks and we'll get you a whole new set. We'll go and replace the window too. Come on. Come on. Out you go. That was a priceless window my grandfather made. I'm not paying Instead, for that. Uh, yeah, you know, we all we all make mistakes. Come on. It's water under the bridge. I mean, hey, who who's your who's your granddaddy anyway? I mean, like, uh, you know, it's just a Come on, it let's feels go. Good being alive. It feels good being alive, doesn't it? <laughs> right. um, um, thank you. All right, so you guys are now in this drafty farmhouse with a robed figure tangled up and asleep. What are you going to do? Um, Ayan wants to go We're over by the robed figure, figure and do a investigation check because he's seen a couple of robed figures now and he wants to... Check sure. and see if he's using mask off. familiar markings. Um, Wait, and, uh, if it's been within an hour, for... I'm still dressed like the robe figure, too, by the way. <laughs> so say I Just can hold fun. the spell for a minute. We may want to uh, tie him up. Uh, yes, here, I thought we would have already... T- yes, we, we definitely need to tie him up. Milo grabs Secure him and bag. secure the perimeter. All right, you do that. Well done. Uh, go ahead and roll an investigation check for me, sir. Yes, sir. Um, that's a 15 on the die, plus his natural 5 bonus to it, so that's a dirty 20. A dirty 20. Excellent. You find that this person has the same symbol of the eye that you saw on the robed figure from well, I guess three weeks ago, and the same tattoo of the eye that you saw on that tiefling man five years ago when everything changed. Uh, You don't see much else. That's it. It seems it's the same symbol that we saw on the other robe figures. This is definitely has to be a part of the same group. When he wakes up, we need to make him talk. Also, who's the ones who injured him? 
I I cast sleep on him. Uh, <laughs> no, he well, cut he himself on a barrel. Drew, could I do a like a medicine check to see if I could edit, figure out what type of wound uh, caused whatever did that to him? Uh, yeah, he ran into the back of a cart and had a a little gash on his head. So he's dumb. All right. <laughs> well, he was startled, and then he turned and started running, and it was getting dark. Oh, uh, wait. Did, that did we find any part? other? Uh, go ahead, John. Did we find any? I don't was specifically looking for markings, but did we find anything else, such as any other trinkets, paraphernalia that we might see with that same logo? I mean, it's he sure, happy? sure, yeah. You found a piece of paper when you opened it up. It said, "All your bases are belong to us." Um, no, you didn't see anything on him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'd like to tell the guys um, when he wakes up. I, I'm. If, the, if it's still within an hour, my character is still dressed in the robe. I still have disguised um, myself. So I would like okay. to, when he wakes up, I'd like to start the interrogation. And I want to pass that on to the team, see what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Kiki is going to stand behind the hooded figure. So then he wouldn't immediately know that she's there. All right, so what are you doing? Are you going to just wait until he wakes up? Are you going to wake him up? It's a Standing minute. in the middle of this farmhouse? Do we, are you going to um, go some, take him somewhere else? What are you doing? Well, the sleep only Let's drag him out back real quick. I want him to be, yeah, I want to, if we can get him like just out the door, I, whatever we can do in a minute. Maybe not traumatize we know the minute. kids. Yeah, I was about to say the kids are outside. Family. Well, they're all outside. I, I thought they like went to their own room or something. If we can do anything to change his perspective when he wakes up, that'll add to the situation. Yeah, I think taking him outside, like, real quick, uh, I can stop concentrating on the entangled vines so they wither away, disappear, and we can... All right, as you guys... Carry him out. I'm going to say, since sleep only lasts a minute, uh, John was doing his investigation check. Um, You guys barely get him out the door, and he starts kind of... Uh, he's, he's waking up. Okay, he's still tied up. Didn't we say he was tied up, though? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. is tied up. Uh-huh. You're carrying him out the door, and he's tied up. He's kind of waking up now, though, because sleep only lasts a minute. And as soon as he sees me, I want to um, kind of hunker down before you do anything else, before you make any other foolish decisions and compromise the information. What are you doing here? Um, he, he'll he look at you and uh, let's see if he passes. Nope. Um, he looks at you and says, what, what are you doing here? I was, I was supposed to be the only one sent tonight. What are you doing here? I'm not going to ask again. I, I don't recognize you. Are you new? I punch him in the face. My nose, I think Speak. it's broken. Uh, are you trying to intimidate? Then you'll yes. need to roll an intimidation check. I was waiting for that. Ian would like to aid on that intimidation check. If All right, how are to. you aiding him? Um, Ian, I don't want to full on cast um, Dissonant Whispers, but I want to like throw him off with some psionic stuff so I can even throw in a cantrip of 
uh, Mind Sliver to try to give him some psychic damage to weaken him a little bit. Um, and then he's basically just going to be ominous and in the background throwing the cantrip. Oh, on. some scarecrow, some scarecrow magic. I like it. <laughs> so he's going to be trying to just poke at the edges of his mind with his. Abilities. I love this terrifying bard that we're building. This is fun. <clears throat> So this it's not. It's nothing he says. Like he'll just give a look. I think you see Ayn's eyes start to darken. Um, you start to see that glowing uh, aura, and I think you start to see some whispers. To ruin it. My intimidation ruin check. It. Yeah, I rolled a fifteen plus seven, so twenty-two. All right. He says uh, he's thoroughly terrified now of you, and he says. Ugh. What um he he completely buys into this persona that you are uh, putting on, and um, he says, "I didn't do any. Well, I mean, I approached um the the perimeter, and I heard a dog barking, and I think they they've definitely increased the guards. I don't think the uh, the top way is going to be the way that we get in. I, w- I was just on my way back, but I had to stop. Um, ah." Uh, uh, I had to, my nose. Um, can you give me like a tissue or something? My nose is really bleeding here. Um, I, you, I had to stop. You very nearly compromised the situation. Why did you do this? I just want to put more pressure on him. He says, "Why did I do this? Uh, it was my job. My job tonight was to investigate any uh, potential openings on the top surface side. If you're with us, you should know that." Don't presume what I do and do not know. You must be new to this. Uh, uh, look, um, I was doing my job. I was investigating the top entryway, but it's too heavily guarded, and I had to I had to run. I had to I had to make out of there. So, what was your plan now? Where are you going now? Don't you uh, have something to, to do? Back to base, obviously. I was going to report what I found. guy's telling me shit <laughs> um well kyle this is something that um ask him who gave the order yeah you're pretending to be in his organization you are yes. intimidated him to make him think that you are superior to him so maybe you should change your line of questions who were you going to report this to the, the boss the boss like always Uh, I slap um, him a little bit. No, no pain. Uh, like, do you even know his name? Of course I know his name. Say uh, it. Randul. Look, are you, are you with all these other people? Why did you attack me? I thought we were on the same side. He's looking around. He's starting to panic now. I just walk away. <laughs> You just okay. I want to uh, insinuate more panic. I just want to make him more stressed. Look, look. Uh, I was just doing my job, right? I'm just going to go report back to Randall, and then, and then let him know we're, we're going to have to proceed with the with the with the uh, underground entryway. The, uh, the above ground is just much too much too guarded now. Why don't we go see this underground entryway now? 
Look, that's not part of my job. I've really got to report to Randall. If I don't, he's going to kill me. I just know it. He's going to kill me this time. I've always been a mess up. And he said this was my last chance. This was my chance to redeem myself. And now, now he's just going to kill me. Instead of reporting a problem, why don't we find a solution? But if he finds me somewhere I'm not supposed to be, he's going to kill me on the spot. I will handle it. Who are you, by the way? Don't worry him, about it. Put him back to sleep. I'm, I'm really worried about it. About it. <laughs> yeah, I'll cast sleep again. This is dumb. <laughs> and that, that will be all of my castings, but that's fine. Nice use of your spell slots. Excellent. I see Barely just hold his head and go, shh, shh. <laughs> just on his lips. Just he falls asleep. <laughs> That scene from Saving Private Ryan where it's like, shh, shh. <laughs> just like, uh, uh, he just fades. Uh, so he's asleep as, for another minute. As, as he falls asleep, like, all right, he's going to wake up in another minute. Um, don't know what he wants us to do now. Uh, should we see if he knows outdoor? Uh, that's what we're here to do. It, maybe we just he's got more information. My, we could follow him. I was about to say, what if we just kind of let him go, but kind of stay back and track him and yeah see i want to really goes. poorly tie him to a tree and then hide you have you one you have about 58 seconds left before he wakes up i see trees i see trees on the map cypress would you be able to uh recruit one of your owl friends or one of your bird friends definitely not a pigeon i know how you are um but yeah, no, that uh, that takes 14, 10 minutes. 13. To count. So we're going to... And goes and hides. And just keep an eye on him. Okay, yep, I, I don't like this plan. <laughs> we have less than a minute to get him somewhere far enough to where he won't get go to the farm again. I, I don't think he's going to try that again. Um, If you want, I can run over and go be with the family. So then he it, doesn't try anything. If he, yeah, I'm going to take a position and, and hide so I can start tracking him when he gets up. We're all hiding. Yep. I'm going to run over I'm to the I'm going to hide family. from inside the house. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to run over to the family and just kind of visibly with, be with them. And I'm going to use my light cantrip um, so then he knows that we're over there. And then I'm going to look real badass. I'd be like, don't I'd... mess with me. I make his tie. The, I make him being tied up be less. Ooh, I, I make yeah, him be Steven, less. Uh, you guys you have and, about you and yeah. You and Ethan should be talking about taking him into like the town and like putting him in jail. Mm. But tie <gasps> him up real loose so you can escape loudly. I've got. Yes. I've got. Uh, so yeah, be talking about yeah. Let's drag him off to the jail I, or I, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm going to cast uh, thaumaturgy Targy. Um, that one. Tom the Turgy? Yeah. And you Tom's can... the Turgy. Tom the Turgy. Because I can... Your voice booms up to three times as loud as normal for one minute. Um, Perfect. All right. So you're going to use Thaumaturgy to kind of project your voices that you're going to yeah. uh, take him into town. All right. So the rest of the crew is hiding. Uh, Kiki and Milo are... Uh, pretending to have this conversation in a really loud voice, you see after a minute that the spell wears off and this man just, uh, 
he starts sobbing, and there is a foul smell that permeates the air around him. Um, and he cryly he's he's crying and he's sobbing to himself. It's not worth this. It's not worth this. And don't you worry, Dollar. Don't you worry, Dollar. We're gonna go ahead and turn him into the authorities. We're gonna make sure that you know they follow their due practices. You're you're not gonna have to worry anymore. You're gonna be safe. We're gonna be watching you. We're gonna be. I'll stay by your house. Excellent. Yeah. So he takes off his uh, the ropes. He kind of slips out and, and hurley. It's not worth this. Uh, he quickly takes off his robe and begins sprinting south. Okay. Is, he says, it's not worth is, it. I'll be is following the dude a human or? Uh, this is a bald human man, I'd say, in about his uh, early 20s. Uh, yeah, I want to be sneaking and following, keep an eye on him for sure. Cool. You run uh, for a while. This guy, he, he makes for the road and he is he is booking it down south. You kind of gather that uh, with the intimidation check and the talk of turning him in um, and the threat that he said was over his life if he failed, he's making a run for it. All right. I think honestly, once I see that he's, I'm already. I think would be suspicious if he's not going the way he was going when we were running out of town. Yeah, it's um, he was heading northeast, uh, and then whenever he woke up the second time, he he started just started bolting for the road south. Okay. Uh, before it gets too long, I'm gonna try to actually catch up to him and, <laughs> and stop him there. Please. What do you want? All right, Mason. Uh, I want names. I'm going to keep it simple. Uh, Randall. Where can we find him? Randall? Okay, look. I'm tired. I'm, I've got a bad headache. Some very hey, bad hey, people look at looking this. after look, me. Uh, look, look at this. I'm going to produce flame. I can melt your face if I have to. Uh, oh my god, a it's one. a murder robot! Um, I might talk I him into letting is. you go, but give us the information. Where is that voice coming from? He says, was, as it's was, only Cypress. I thought the group was coming. I thought the group was going, sorry. Yeah, well, me and uh, me and Milo were running him down. I don't know what you guys are doing. Like, like Milo, okay. okay. Just assume he's we got a went. short stride. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. He says, look, there's a spot up on Braven Ridge. Uh, it's like an old b- dugout or something, some kind of old military structure. Look, that's where we're making our base. Uh, uh, look, I'll even give you the key. Um, and he hands quickly, uh, pulls out a, um, a key out of a hidden compartment that uh, not even <laughs> Aen, uh thought to check because this is not a compartment that you normally do on a ran- on a quick body search. I'm going to have to sanitize this. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> it has a very foul about germs. Come on. What? They don't teach us about germs. <laughs> <laughs> he says, look, it's up on the ridge. This is a cave up there. You can't miss it, all right? All right. I'm do an insight check to see if they're, if he's holding anything else. Uh, Roll help. it. <laughs> oh, that's a uh, 21. 21. Oh. You get the feeling that this guy is done. Like, he doesn't care anymore. He just wants to flee for his life. Um, and he he's he's thrown in the towel, so to speak. 
right. uh, I'll just gently push my quarterstaff like on his stomach, like just kind of holding him there. Uh, but like, hey, listen, you run, you don't come back ever. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. You know, uh, Alador. Is that name familiar? Alador. Alador. Um. Um. Uh, he's wrecking his. He's racking his brain, and he says, "Well, we don't really all um use uh, our real names. Um, uh, what, what does he look like? He Please don't like kill he's... me! Please don't kill me!" I'll describe Alador just a real quick one, at least what I knew him to be five years ago. Okay, he says, "Um, um, uh, there, there is a a, a half elf with with red hair. Um, I've, I've seen him a couple times. Yeah." Can I go now, please? I'm so scared. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to run. I'm not going to stop until I reach Javara. All right. Uh, I'll put my staff back up and give him a shove. So, like <laughs> uh, And he runs off. The uh, cave that he's talking about, There, uh, there's only like two caves in the area, right? So... As far as you know... Whenever you were kids, you had the first adventure in the uh, at the bottom of the mountain cave. There was that was where you found Cyprus uh, after he had been missing for a few months. There was the uh, there was like a small temple that was built around the twelve sided item that you guys encountered three weeks ago. Um, and then there was the other adventure up at the top of the ridge that had the old military installation, like the old watch watch post and um you gather from what he said that that's the one he that you're thinking of okay. all right all right we we have a destination uh, is anybody objecting to going on over there tonight well, what time of day is it drew it's um it was getting close to dark last episode so i would say with everything that's happened it is now Maybe about an hour after sunset. Alright. I think it's important that we go now. Alright. Anybody else object? I'm with you. Are we... Did we reconvene? Let's assume so. I'm assuming you did. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Would we want to scope it out first? And kind of see if, uh, stake it out, see if there's, like, some type of secret code that we need to do to get in. Oh, I've got this key. We've key. <laughs> you got a butt Steve. key. <laughs> Let's make our way there. Covered in mysterious yeah. substances. I think we'll we'll make our way there, and as we go, I would like to keep an eye out if I see, like, any owls or anything like that, um... That might be a minimal to a conversation. If I see one, you can let me know if I do, Drew. Then I'll, I'll do a ritual, speak with animals, just to see if I can talk to any any animals that know kind of if there's been activity around that area type of a thing. That's what I'm going for there. Okay, so roll a, I would say nature check, because you're trying to find a natural element where a owl or somewhere like that would be and depending on what your role will be what animal you find 11 11 okay okay so 
I'll say you found an owl. That's good enough for an owl. Um, you talk to this owl, and he says, um, Ooh, lots of lots of two legs moving around down here. Yes, coming and going from up the hill to down the hill. Yes, lots of coming and going about that. All oh, these uh, two legs, they have a metal armors, weapons, anything like that? Uh, no more than the usual that usually come through these ways. All right, all right, all right. You guys want to know anything else from the bird? Um, have they noticed anybody kind of out and about, like, within the last hour or so? Any recent activity? Oh, you guys, and I'd say a little bit ago, uh, yeah, a little group of them came through here, yeah. Uh, maybe about, maybe about ten to twelve. A group? Alright. Yeah, yeah, group of people, yep. Do you remember what they look like? Um, uh, two legs, um, two arms, one head. I'd hope so. All right. Hoo-hoo. <laughs> we should find out the direction they went, and we should go that direction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they were going towards town. Towards that place where all you people live. Well, maybe not you. He looks at you, Cypress. I've seen you around a few times, walking around yeah, the forest. Yeah. I think I might have talked to you, uh, your grandpappy once, maybe. Grandpappy. Mm. Oh, you knew Dylan. Ian investigates ah. <laughs> for trail of some sort. Do we see any footsteps or trails? All right, go ahead and roll investigation check. That's at eighteen on the dime. Plus five is twenty-three. A twenty-three. Yeah, you definitely. Uh, notice that the main trail going up to the Braven Ridge area has uh, seen a lot of recent activity. Um, you'll you'll also find, I'll say with that score, you also find a uh, pickaxe that was dropped and presumed lost from whoever was carrying it. So a pickaxe, some digging equipment. I share that information with the team. It appears they were going up on the ridge, and they seem to have dropped some mining equipment. They may be digging in those old caves up there. That might be our next step. That would explain the underground passage. Right, and Drew, you said the owl had seen a group of people going into town just recently? Well, going towards town. Mm -hmm. Uh, Going towards the town. So if we wanted to investigate their place, thinking maybe this would be a good time if they're not there. I think that's, I think that's wise. I think we should make haste, though. If there's a group of them headed, if there's a group of them headed headed to town, uh, should we let? We should probably let the guard know, though. We had told the guard to keep an eye out, but to stand back, so they should still be aware. This is clearly a group that wants to operate in the shadows. I don't think that they're ready from what we've seen to make their move. So they may have already been in and out of the town quite a bit. If we're going to find any evidence against them, I think it's in this cave. I think we should go now. I agree. I think we should go as well. And so our intrepid (laughs) heroes venture up Braven Ridge. What mysteries will they find? 
Who will they unmask? Let's find out right now. <laughs> uh, you guys make your way up to the the ridge. You guys have been here before, so it wasn't very hard to find. There's that moment where it's like, was it this way? No, I think we turn right once we get up to the top. Yes. Oh, look, there it is. Um, so you guys do end up finding the cave, especially with the way that you guys have been looking out for tracks and trails. Uh, you can tell that this is the route that you guys have been before. Is there anyone standing guard or anything? Uh, it doesn't appear that there's anyone standing guard on the outside of the cave. Okay. Hold on a second, guys. Let me move your tokens real quick. <laughs> this is the last uh, same map that we used last time because it's literally the same place. Mm. I just hadn't moved over the tokens. So technical difficulties, my apologies. Me and Cypress uh, wake up okay. and we're in a prison, <laughs> in a cell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. Yep. And Sorry you guys got caught. So, all right. So everybody else remember, too, if we see it on the map, it's going to happen. So no running off ahead. Yeah, um, Ayan will pick up a stick, um, just a just a stick he sees laying around, and he's going to use the cantrip light. Okay, so you have a lit stick. Mm-hmm. He's got one of those lit sticks. It's nice. lit up in here, and he has night vision, so it's not for him; it's for his his friends to hold on. I can actually make it so that you emit light. One second, let's do it. Now, the light cantrip casts a light spell, so it glows. What's the distance on that? 20 feet circle. So 20 feet out. Bright light or dim light? Um, You touch, let's read it. You touch one object that is no longer larger than 10 feet in any dimension until the spell ends. The object sheds bright light in a 20-foot radius and dim light for an additional 20 feet. The light can be colored as you like, completely covering the object with something opaque, blocks the light, blah, 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 blah. Cool. Excellent. All right. You guys um, see now uh, Aegon has this cool, like, party glow stick he's got in his hand. Doom, 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 doom. Um, kind of waves it around a little bit. I regret it. I break the stick. <laughs> can can we call now this he the... Now has two light sticks. <laughs> <laughs> now you have two night sticks. Nice. It, it's the rave cave. Uh, Kiki casts mending on it. All of a sudden you hear Darude playing Sandstorm in the background. <laughs> Start spinning them around. Kiki picked up some sweet right. uh, tricks, sweet club tricks in the five years. That's what she was doing the whole time, just partying. And this is one of those clubs where, like, the DJ's always just like building and building and building, but he never actually like drops the beat. He's one of those terrible DJs that never drops the beat. It's always just like dun 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 dun, dun and it just keeps going, and it never like drops. Oh, purgatory. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are in DJ Purgatory's house tonight. Uh, all right, you guys are all standing in this cave, and uh, what are you doing? Um, we're going forward to continue investigating. So, Ayan is starting to walk cautiously, slowly. Um, Guys, we got to need to move forward. We got to stick together. Uh, okay, to establish cool. a marching order. Uh, actually, I'm um, right behind you, Cypress. <laughs> everybody, everybody, uh, stop! Over here. And everybody freezes as you hear somebody say, 
What are those nightsticks? How'd you get those? We haven't started the party yet. Um, no, there is a guard, and he does see your nightsticks, and he says, Stop! Who are you? Uh, it is a robed figure, and he, he draws a sword. Where is he? He's at the end of this little hallway here. You should be able to see him on roll 20. Right there? Yep, so inside the oh. cave, there um, is a section where there is stone wall. And it opens up into a stone room. For those of you who are only listening and not seeing. Kiki's going to cast Sacred Flame. All right, so we're rolling straight up attack. Yep, everybody roll initiative. Uh, Not 20! Down to 15 on the die, plus 2. That's a 17 on initiative for Aeon. I got a nat 20. I'm so excited. I know it doesn't do oh, anything. You wasted it's your net twenty. Oh, so sad. Yeah. Sorry, everybody only gets one. So <laughs> one per <laughs> for every action. There's an equal and opposite reaction. Cypress got a net one. <laughs> I'm still just distracted. Cypress by and sticks. Kiki are never on the same wave. I yeah. Like no. <laughs> It's like, hey, let's go in together. And Cypress goes around the back of the house. <laughs> it's almost like a willing choice. Like, Cypress is continuously <laughs> trying to avoid Kiki. Like, even in the battle, he's just like, ah. That makes me sad. Don't yeah, say Kiki's that. Kiki's like, hey, it looks like... <laughs> Kiki says, well, everybody's leaving, so we'll have five years to ourselves, Cypress. And Cypress says, yeah. uh, it's a bit. Nah, I'm out of here. It's a solid bit. It's already been established. <laughs> like it's that fine. meme where the guy's like, I was yeah, about to say. just starts fading out. <laughs> I was literally. It's the Homer Simpson meme where he just fades into the bush. <laughs> but literally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, TJ, what's your dex mod, though? It's, uh, so it's three what? is my initiative. Okay. <laughs> All right, Kiki, what does this person have to save to uh, roll to save for your from your saving throw? I believe it is a 14, correct? Yes. All right, I'm going to go ahead and roll. Uh, he does not. So go ahead and roll your radiant damage. Nice. Uh, for those that don't know, Sacred Flame, uh, flame-like radiance descends on a creature that you can see within range. The target must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d8 radiant damage. All right. So how much damage is he taking? Two. <laughs> nice. Didn't like that. All right, Milo, you're up next. All right, I'm just going to shoot the dude. Shoot the dude. That's a 13 to hit, 8 piercing damage. Uh, 13 does hit. This person is wearing a robe. Like, not one of those soft bathrobes, like the itchy cultist robes. Terrible. Uh, okay, so he takes another 8 damage, so he is down 10. And, uh, Kiki, you're up again, because you went for, like, technically a surprise round before combat started. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast Sacred Flame again. All right, let me roll that beautiful damage dice. Uh, this time he passes. He kind of saw what you did the first time, and he was—he knew what to look out for. So he passed that. So he takes no damage. Uh, Aen, you are up. 
Anne's going to step forward. Um, just slightly. Actually, he's not going to move yet. He's going to stay back where he is with safety, and he's going to do cantrip mind sliver. So that's going to be a DC wisdom saving throw of... Actually, intelligence saving throw needs a 14. Uh, he fails. He takes a minimum damage, one point of psychic damage. But he gets minus one on any saving throws for the uh, to my next turn. All right. Uh, it is his turn. He is going to um, shout out, Alarm! Alarm! Someone's here! And he is going to run forward at whoever is closest up there, which appears to be Aen. And he is going to swing his sword. Sorry, uh, who's in the front there? I think. Come me. on now. It was Aen. It was Aen. He he did say that he was hanging it, back. Hold on, though. muted. I muted. I said I was going to move up, then I'm hanging back. Originally, I said I was behind Cypress. Yeah, and then Cypress didn't hard. move. Yeah, and if you want, uh, he did say that he was kind of hanging back for his turn. Okay, well. Uh, since Kiki, you have to be able to see him to cast Sacred Flame. I'm going to say you were in front, so I'm going to have him mm -hmm. attack you. Okay. Um, does a 15 hit you? Nope. Okay, so he swings. You effortlessly, effortlessly block it off his shield, and Kyle is up with Cypress on deck. I'm going to run up and try and get him with the dagger in my hand. Not even thrown, just getting it at him. All right, go ahead and That'll roll be, to hit. That would be a 22 to hit. That definitely hits. <laughs> and we'll have a six damage. Six damage. Please tell me uh, how you finish this guy off. Well, I see him take a swing at Kiki, and I run up and do like a kind of a juke to the side, and as I bounce back into him, the dagger comes out as my hand's moving towards him and gets him in the ribs, and I catch his mouth and lay him down and say, I don't like when people hurt my friends. You literally attacked me! As he, as he dies. Alright, so this guy is dead. Uh, however, you do hear footsteps coming down the hallway as uh, he did manage to get out a call for help. Yeah, that, that, uh, uh, Cypress. Yeah. Cypress, you are up. We are still in initiative. All right, then let's say I was here, so I've gone 10 feet. Um, I'll move up a little closer. That's 20, 30. And then I will uh, ready in action, um, just produce flame. And if I see anyone hostile running towards me, pop it off. All right, top of the round, which is the... Uh, turn order restart. Uh, you do see someone coming around the top of the uh, back of the antechamber. Do you want to go ahead and use your reaction now? You said you're waiting until you saw someone to release your cantrip. Uh, yeah, because is it is that area that I'm looking at? Is it lit back there? Um, yes, they just haven't quite got into your site here let me move right. them up so they they all come kind of rushing into the room yeah as soon as i see someone that's approaching me in a hostile manner i'll go ahead and 
Alrighty. Now, uh, produce flame you can use as an attack. So go ahead and roll your damage dice. Yeah, or your ranged, ranged attack. Uh, so that's, oof, that's a 10. A 10 unfortunately misses. That's fair. Okay, top of the order. We are back at Milo. All right. I'm going to move. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Um, I'm going to shoot. And is there a disadvantage when you shoot through an ally? Or cover? This kills or... the friend. No. I, yeah, I, you just shoot Cypress in the back of the head. Um, we have I'd... friendly fire on on this campaign. I was going to say, I believe it's like a plus two AC to the enemy. I'm looking it up at the moment. No, it's not. Because you can fire past me, no problem. I'm not five feet wide, you know. You okay. Can... He is a very gigantic warforged, uh, but he's not that big. We all yeah. back out, oh, go yeah. to the main menu, and change the settings to turn off friendly fire. <laughs> Unfortunately, you lose all progress. Uh... <laughs> hey, Dark Souls. Your brother wiped the game. Blue screen of death. All right. Right. Go ahead and attack, Milo. 20 to hit, 5 piercing damage. Okay, first one in here comes running around the corner, immediately takes an arrow in the chest after successfully dodging a uh, little flaming bolt. Kiki, you're up. Cool, 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 cool. Um, I'm going to do Sacred Flame on just the closest one. Uh, I'm going to move up a closest little bit. Closest one. That would be the same one that Milo attacked. Yes, I believe it is. Go ahead. Cool. Okay. Um, did they beat the save? Uh, yes. Unfortunately. Ugh, I hate that word. All right, Ayan, you are up. Ayan forgot to cast mage armor, so he's gonna cast mage armor. Can you please tell our audience what your mage armor looks like? Um, I don't think it has any visible. Um, it stands out. I think if anything, it's just general energy that's just kind of sheathing him for the time being. Um, what color is it? A grayish, bluish, purplish hue. That kind of like a gray base that kind of changes in and out of colors. In the, uh... So there's like this prismatic uh, color shifting field that now kind of uh, covers all of Ayan's body. Like whenever you blow a bubble and the sunlight hits it just right and you see kind of all these uh, twisting colors inside of it. But it's got a more darkish kind of grayish hue to it. Like those uh, cars you might see that have that uh, chameleon paint job that looks kind of silver gray. But depending on how the light hits it, different chromatic colors might pop up. Like chrome? More like a oil slick kind of. Mm. Oil I slick. Like mm, very nice. Yeah. It's it wouldn't be reflective because it's not reflective. It's just All right. it's hard to explain. Uh, moving on. So the first uh, the first guy who has a arrow kind of sticking out of his shoulder, um, he's going to charge up and attack Cypress. Uh, but he gets a nat one. Um so he misses. Pathetic. 
<laughs> oh, uh, I've got an arrow in my shoulder, man. Um, all right, second guy is going to come up and attack, uh, but misses with a three. I am just on fire tonight. Uh, this third so, one, however, Drew, not to go be ahead. too picky, but what square are they in here? Because all right, we're going to say that this one is here. The other one was at disadvantage because he was attacking through his friend. I'll say. Yeah, because your thing isn't quite the same size as that square, so it's hard to... Alright. The second guy missed anyways, so we'll say that he just went ahead and didn't attack. Uh, this other guy, though, he has a spear, and he is going to reach past his friend and attack there. Uh, Cypress is a 16 hit. Uh, that is my AC, so yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, you take two points of damage. Marilyn, you're up with Cypress on deck. Um, with me apparently being four people back, um, can I do ranged weapons from here, just to clarify? Like, can uh, I throw a knife? Yeah, we, we've already established that um, you can yeah, attack through a friendly square. Okay. I can attack through three friendly squares, fam. Let's do it. I want to throw a knife at the closest guy. Sure. Go ahead and roll your attack dice. That'll put me at uh, 12 to hit. A 12 just meets their armor class. All right. So uh, go ahead and roll your damage. That'll put it at a whopping four. Ooh, not cool. And as a bonus action, I want to give uh, Cypress some inspiration. A little Cypress, stand tall. You're on point. Oh, We're all here tall. with you. All right. <laughs> Literal. <laughs> all right, Cypress, what are you doing? All right, uh, so dude there in front of me is still up. I'm going to... Uh... He looks pr- He looks really bloody, though. That knife, he didn't like that very much. Yeah, I'll just uh, throw out my hand and you see a, a thorn uh, whip uh, come up and try to wrap around him. So I'll use a thorn whip attack. It's a okay. melee spell, so it's not a disadvantage. All right. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to use that inspiration. It's a d6, uh, Kyle. Yes, it is. Okay, so that's a 12, uh, and 12 hits. Yep. Six points. All right, you finish this guy off. You send out your thorns. And for flavor, since I can pull him 10 feet, can I just throw him over my head? Like I, I thorn whip around him, I just yank him behind me in the air. And he lands on Kiki's head. Uh, yeah, what's your strength <laughs> modifier? Uh, my strength is 15, so plus 2. Okay, yeah, we'll say he, he goes all the way over and lands right behind A.N. A.N. has to duck, though, uh, but he sees it coming. Dang. And then uh, I, with him out of the way, I will advance a little further into the room towards that guy that had the spear. Like, oi, you're next, pal. Cool, cool, cool. It's my turn. All right, we are back at the top of the order. Milo, you're up with Kiki on deck. 
Milo's shooting another dude. He's shooting the guy with the spear. Shooting the guy with the spear. All right. Uh, 14 to hit, 10 piercing Hits. damage. Ouch. Does not like that very much at all. All right, Kiki, you're up with A and on deck. Awesome. I'm going to do, you guessed it, Sacred Flame on the one that Milo just hit. Ooh, and he fails. Eight. He takes eight damage. All right. So you light this guy up. Um, these flames just kind of engulf him, and he goes down screaming. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, Ayan, you are up, and then it is this guy. There's one left. So Ayan's going to move up just enough to get in range. You think from right. <clears throat> just enough to where you can get eyes. But he's still going to be a little bit behind. He doesn't want to be fully there, but he's going to can trip something called Lightning Lore. I need them to make a strength saving through roll. Uh, these are 14. Uh, he got a 15. Alright, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> what you trying to do? <laughs> yeah. Alright, this guy is going to um, well, he's going. Let to... me get a rolling here because I just want to make sure I'm reading this correctly. Lightning lore: you create a lash of lightning energy that strikes at one creature of your choice that you can see within 15 feet of you. The target must succeed on a strength saving throw or be pulled up to 10 feet in a straight line toward you, and then take 1d8 lightning damage if it is within five feet of you. So it seems like that reads just all or nothing. It's not a he gets pulled or he doesn't get pulled. Yeah. All right. If it's if he. It would have a section in the description that says if he fails, uh, if target succeeds, he'd yeah. take half damage or something like that. Yeah. So cool, cool, cool. Um, he is going to um, take a uh, swing at Cypress because he doesn't have anything else to do. Uh, misses terribly. It just kind of clangs right off the armor. What? What are you? Pathetic. Uh, Marilyn, that is you, my friend, and then Cypress. You know I'm gonna throw that dagger. Dagger, dagger, dagger. With a 21. And a 4 damage. Yeah, 21 definitely hits. Go ahead and roll. Yeah, it would be a 4 damage. Okay. Alright, um, Cypress, that's you. Yep. Unless, uh, Kyle, you had anything else? Um, unless, action. considering the same day on my page, I only have two um, inspirations left. I think I'll hold them, just in case. All right. All right, uh, so same thing. Uh, do another thorn whip. All right. In melee, that'll be disadvantage. No, it's a melee spell attack. Oh, never mind. But it can go 30 feet. So, it's a... Interesting little design to it. Uh, that's 16 to hit, uh, two points of damage. That hits, that hits. Okay, top of the order. Uh, Vabril, you come running in after having successfully warned the town guards to watch out for this cult activity. 
Vabril comes running in the back of the cave. Don't worry, guys, I'm here. Vabril is going to move as much as he can, which would be... Moving through allies is... Uh, uh, it's difficult terrain. Yeah. So, so going to be half, half that disadvantage? Half? Yeah. Half whenever you're moving through people. 10 feet to go through someone if you can't like go around them so and then if you can't stop like in this case if you were just going to walk you could only go up to that next one angled over because you can't stop in the same space as somebody else even Otherwise, if i try to if, even if i try to use my dash action yeah you, you dash, dash through, through there no problem yeah I'll, then i'll definitely dash through then if that's the case Comes dashing in. Don't worry, guys. I got this. As Milo, you're up again. All right. It's nine. Fifteen to hit. Uh, nine piercing damage. Yep, that does it. We all see as Milo... Coolly and calmly, without really saying much, just arrow after arrow after arrow, and he drops this last person. Arrow through the eye. Alright, and you guys are out of combat. I'd say MVP, Fabril. Nice job, man. <laughs> really made all the difference. <laughs> he was so distracted... I love you dash up to the guy and like Milo's arrow goes past your head and kills him right when you get to him. <laughs> I mean, listen, uh, Marilyn gave me some inspiration earlier, but really, uh, the sight of you coming in, running with Russell's Bravo. Bravo. that was a real inspiration there. I was, I was really going to, oh, I was going to hit that guy. I kind of wish I could still. Cause I'm, I'm pumped up now. I'm going to write a tune about it. You're all funny. All right, the real, uh, we'll catch you up to speed. Uh, I guess there's a, a thing around the corner here or some steps. Are the steps going up or down, Dean? Uh, if you remember from the prologue episode, which, hey, I everybody, you should listen to that. Uh, it was a stairs stairwell going up to a observation area. All right. Yeah. That so kind not of, really much of anything. That kind of viewed away from Braven, like on the other side of the mountains. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I say then we keep on. Keep on going down this way. Uh, we want to establish a walk in order. been here before there were several doors that yeah. you were unable to open beforehand uh one because they were locked and two uh you were in a hurry uh pursuing some goblins so all right well we know that the one if we recall the one to the to the right of the screen here that eventually ends in a dead end 
right? In that chamber? Right. So you guys are in a chamber now where to the right you went in and then you made an immediate left uh, Mm -hmm. down some rooms, down some stairs into another chamber. I said we we clear that out because we know we can come back here if we need to. The, The door over here we never opened. Uh, for all of those who are listening without actually looking at the map, uh, Kiki, could you please describe what you're talking about? Yeah, of course. So we uh, enter into a little section of the cave that's kind of cleared out. Um, on our immediate right, we have a door that leads down a hallway with two other doors, one immediately in front and one to the left. Um, back in the corridor, we have a giant door uh that last time we were exploring the cave we were not able to open mm-hmm. and there was also a door uh on the entryway to the right that you were not able to open it wasn't a giant door but it was a door Can because I ask, you went down that the... hallway and then you went uh t- to the left you made an immediate left but there was another door at the bottom of that long hallway uh, that was also locked. Does the key that we have open either of these doors? The key that you are in possession of, I'm assuming you want to try and open the large door that is uh, yeah. straight ahead once you enter the main kind of area here. I would like to. I don't know if anybody else does. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You use the stinky key. <laughs> uh, that That door does not open to the key that you have. All right. Well, damn. We'll come down in here. Okay. Can we try the door, the key on the door that we weren't able to open last time? The one that's uh, kind of directly in front of. The yeah, absolutely. The so right. you guys take the door to the right, or the uh, the south side of the chamber here, um, and there is a hallway. And to the left is where you guys went when you were children here earlier. Uh, there is a door that has. Um, always been locked as far as you know uh, directly ahead of you once you enter this hallway alright yeah, so you try put the key the door yeah you put the key in and it clicks and it the door opens alright I'll peek in I see anything yep so you see there is in the back left of this room once you enter through the door there is a spiral staircase <gasps> Can we please? That descends. Uh, Everybody immediately rushes down, and you guys are all piling down the stairs. Nice. All right, I'm going to go ahead and switch this over to the next map. Uh, You find yourself in a... uh, Once you come down the stairs, you are in a anteroom, and down the hallway to the uh, back left of that side, you see uh, another hallway, and there is light coming from inside. There is a slightly a jar door that leads right. into the room. Can I, I think... uh, listen up to it? See if I hear anything without actually like going We might want to ditch the light. Milo! <laughs> Milo, no! Uh, for those of those people who are not being able to see the map at this time and just listening, uh, an error Milo suddenly ran into the room. Uh, Milo, when you ran in there, you saw a, a table, a fireplace, some empty jars, and a very startled-looking guard who is standing at attention. Uh, everybody, please roll initiative. 
Milo! <laughs> it was pure instinct, I'm sorry! I got a nine. <laughs> I will say, it's hard to tell if there was a door there. There was just sort of this... The door was ajar. It was open. <laughs> I thought it was a door. Milo, Milo is... <laughs> oh my god. Milo is so small the guard didn't see him. Unfortunately, <laughs> that is not the case. He was looking for his friends to return, like, Jay, Morgan, is that you guys? Who are you? Okay, so we got Steve got a 15 initiative, Aeon got a 19 initiative. What about the rest of you guys? I got a 9. Come on. Hit me with them numbers. Come on. Come on. That, that's Come the on. 11, 9, 20. We're all, all in there except for Milo. I got, Morellan got a 20. Nice. Yeah, I see Both. that. And then John got a nineteen. Okay, okay. <laughs> you got it stuck in my head. <laughs> it's just softly playing in the background now. Uh, this guy is not your average-looking cultist goon. He is adorned with a uh, heavy mantle on top of his. Uh, cultist's uncomfortable fuzzy robes and he is very startled to see all of you instead of his friends here. So, top of the order we are going to go ahead and start off with Marilyn. And you're on deck. Right, oh. Well, I am still up in the hallway because I wasn't expecting to bum rush the room. Um, but I'll move in and do the only thing I can do. I see Milo rush in and his Seemingly startled, so I try to run up to him and assess the situation, and I will throw a knife. So, that's what I'll do. For a... Oh, that's not so bad. Uh, 19 to hit. Uh, 19, that does hit, yes. Nice. I'll be and a disadvantage at that distance, though. It gets 60 feet. I haven't measured it. 20 to 60. 20 feet if you're throwing daggers is normal. And if you can go up to 60 feet, but that's a disadvantage. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, so roll again and give me the lower number. Throwing one up. Well, it's a nine. It's a nine. Okay, that misses. You swear for a second. You're like, oh, that's it. Money. And it just uh, it misses. Yeah, I Sorry. do the Kobe fade and just walk back into the hallway. Aen's <laughs> like, what are you doing? You just missed. Aen, uh, you're up. Yeah, Aen's going to come down here to this corner. And he's going to have Home do make a intelligent saving throw. Needs a 14. All right. Save. Uh, he failed. He's going to take four points of psionic damage, and he has a must wa- minus one to his saves until my next turn. Understood. All right. Moving on the initiative order here. Uh, Milo, you're up. All right. And I'm going to shoot a dude. Turn. You're going to shoot a dude. Classic Milo. Uh, 15 to hit, eight piercing damage. The 15 does not hit. 
He actually like catches this with this big thick walking staff that he's got. Catches it right on there. Alright, it's this guy's turn. And he is going to kind of say, ha ha ha. It seems you're strong enough to get past my minions. But are you strong enough to withhold this? Uh, and he casts Scorching Ray right at Aeon. So let me get some attack rolls here. You have terrible strategy. You had another line of people. <laughs> well, you seem the most educated here. Take out the brains and the rest will follow. Uh, what's uh, what's the... Uh... So the attacker's did a save. It is an attack. So it's an attack range. Uh, 19. That'll do. Okay. You're going to take some fire damage. So Ooh, that's a... Three what'd attacks. What'd you say? Uh, yes. Scorching Ray. So yes, it's three separate ones. Right. His first one was a 19. Second was a 5. And then a 6. Uh, 11 fire damage. All right. Uh, with that, he is going to kind of just back up into this room over here by this door. All right. Moving on. We've got Cypress and then Kiki's on deck. All right. I'm going to uh, walk into the room. My little uh, dandelions pop up over my arm as I uh, cast fairy fire and blow that over in that whole area so he is uh going to need to make a save a dexterity saving throw dc is 14 and then minus the thing from john's spell yeah minus the one from the ray so all right dc 15 you can say all right so he fails nice all right so you see now he is uh surrounded by all these little dandelions that kind of start sticking to him uh here and he's softly glowing green uh, so that means everybody that's attacking him now can have advantage um, on that end. He can't go invisible and try to run away because he'll still be glowing. Cool, cool, and cool. And that's going to be my turn. And Fairy Fire has a range of what? Uh, so I can cast it up to 60 feet, and it's a 20-foot cube uh, okay. that gets rolled out by the fairy fire all right kiki you're up cool kiki is going to kind of come up beside cypress here and cast guiding bolt okay Um, you have advantage because fairy fire is still up nice uh for those that don't know so a flash of light streaks towards a creature of your choice within range which is 120 feet um, make a ranged spell attack against a target on a hit target takes 4d6 radiant damage and the next attack roll made against this target before the end of your next turn has advantage double advantage uh, thanks to the mystical dim light glittering on the target okay so then 16 total uh, yes a 16 hits hell yeah okay so let's do... Six, six, five, six. Twenty-three. 
Ouch. He did not like that one bit. And now he's glowing. He's double glowing. He's he's glowing very, very brightly. Uh, All right. Marilyn and then Aegon. You guys are up. We are back at the top of the order. I'm back at it again with another knife. Go ahead and roll. Roll that beautiful damage dice. I'm going to move a little closer. Well, is he back on, like, is he as far away in the room as he can be? Yes, but he's a big glowing beacon. So even if you throw at disadvantage, the advantage that you get from Guiding Bolt will uh, cancel out the disadvantage. So you just make a straight roll. All right. Uh, It'll be 15. A 15 fails to beat his armor. Unfortunate. Well, I'm going to use a bonus action and look to Milo and say, can you hit this guy? I can try. Well, first shot already missed. Woody, woody, woody. (laughs) Woody, woody, indeed. Ayan, you're up. Ayan is going to cast in or cash in a sorcery point so we can get another spell in there and he's going to need the creature to make a wisdom saving throw alright and it's still minus one or did that fade at the beginning of your turn faded at the beginning of my turn alright he rolled a natural one cool Um. so he is going to take some damage um you find the die here again. Let me get all of them set up. 3D6. Quick sidebar. You guys might think I'm fudging all these dice rolls, but I'm just that bad at rolling dice. Hey, what's good for the realm? It's good for the party. Ooh, Until he's two fives and a two. He's going to take 12 points of psychic damage. Get, him. get him um, the dome. Get in the dome. This guy's so, dome. He can't move any further away from me, but he is he is frightened. He has, um, he he has is, to use all of his movement speed to get away from me. That's nice, but he's actually dead. Uh, your <laughs> noise, <laughs> your dark psychic uh, attacks completely uh, melted his brain. Uh, he dies with a agonizing scream and a blood curdling. <laughs> And he clumps to the floor. Uh, is there anything else in this room that uh, would draw? Ian's going to investigate the body. Same. Hmm. Kiki's going over too. All right, go ahead and roll an investigation check with advantage since Kiki's there. Dope. Um, that's going to be a twenty-three. Yeah. Investigation check. As expected from our party's investigator. You find on his person, you find uh, he's got the standard things that you've been seeing so far. Tattoos of eyes. There are uh, other tattoos that have been burned off. This was clearly someone who uh, might not have been, this might not have been his first cult that he joined. Uh, However, those old scars and tattoos were very old. And uh, like this guy, he was getting up there in age, but that did not mean he was 
uh, any less powerful. Uh, you find he has a uh, scroll on him. Uh, when you open it, it. Well, I'm assuming you're opening it. Yes. Yeah, it just seems like it was a message. Um, the scroll reads in Infernal, so it's a good thing that you actually are a tiefling and you can read this. Uh, instinctually, you read on the letter, it says, Continue your work. All haste must be made. The return is inevitable, and yet... There are those who seek to delay it. Secure the prize by any means necessary. And it is signed M. M. Um, committee to memory. As Aiden would, he's going to share what he has read sort of translating for the team. There seems to be some sort of prize that they're after. I can't quite tell what it would be. We knew the name Randul, but there's another letter here. M. Oh, Do you think that it could be... <laughs> I don't know why I was using your character voice. <laughs> do you, I, I don't want to say it, but do you think that it could be Alador's cult handle? Malador? Um, absolutely <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing gives me thought to that. If you could say... If there would be negative evidence, it would be negative evidence. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Suggest me. All right. <laughs> Oi. Maybe, uh, maybe old Alador is sussing this out and trying to break it up. Maybe no, it stands for mayor. Let's keep positive. <laughs> uh, DM, is there anything, any other exits or doors in this place that would show any other ways to go? Yeah, there are two doors. So he died in a miserable heap uh, right next to uh, one door. On my screen. And you had seen he was standing in front of another door oh. uh, when the fight first started. Okay. So two doors. Over here? Yep. So over here on the... Um, when you enter the chamber, there is one on the far wall, and then there is one on the left wall. So there is a door could, here and a door here. Could we see if there's any light coming out from under either of the doors? Uh, no, no light. It's dark. Um, I say we... Hmm. Let's go to the one that he died in front of. He might have been trying to protect something. Hey, Drew, can I listen at the door? See if I hear anything? Uh, if that's what you want to do, yeah, go ahead and roll a perception check. I'll guide myself. First time I remember to do that today. Uh, 18. 18. You don't hear any sound. And with the knowledge that you've gathered so far with the owl saying, oh, yeah, there was a bunch of people that left earlier. And uh, the one first guard calling for aid and then you slaughtering all of them. Uh, you gather that was everybody. 
that's probably at this location. All right, I think we can move quick. I'll step in, and I can't see anything now. Hold on. All right, there we go. All right. Yeah, so you open the door, and you find uh, there's beds. There's uh, chests. There are chairs uh, kind of scattered. This is obviously uh, their living quarters. Ooh, can we rummage through the chests? Uh, yeah, you do. You don't really find anything. These guys don't own many worldly possessions as they are cultists who are trying to bring about the end of the world, it seems. So they don't care much for <gasps> possessions. Can I grab one of their robes? Uh, if you want to go take a robe off of one of the dead bodies up front, then absolutely. Well, there be blood soaked. Don't they have spare robes in their drawers? As I said, robes. they they don't have very many possessions. I'm assuming, you know, that they only have means... one robe. <laughs> They're going to be that's how they work. Okay. If you know prestidigitation, though, you can just clean it. Yeah, and no, they I did have, have a wizard with them. So. Unfortunate. Now they gotta have extra clothes. The dead guy that cleaned it is dead. Well, they will now if they survive this next encounter. So you guys obviously have moved on for the most part. There were old rusted suits of armor and stuff in that chamber beyond the bedchamber. So this was back when this place was an armory. This was the barracks, so to speak, where the soldiers who were stationed here were. So there's rusty, super rusty suits of armor, old rusty weapons that don't really mean anything or give you anything. You obviously are better off with what you have now. You enter this other smaller room here. Let's go ahead and move that. This was the room where... It seemed like this guy was staying. This is a smaller kind of separate room. And you gather from the the furnishings that haven't deteriorated over time here that this was obviously the captain's quarters. I suggest we might do a bit of poking around, yeah? Mm -hmm. mm, poking around, eh? Agreed. All right, I will cast guidance on whoever's going to take the lead on that. Someone else wants to give assistance. Uh, I think gonna... I'll give it a go. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you, you go. You're the investigation person. Yeah, and so, John, you can add a D4 to that. Okay, um, that's 26 for Ian. Whew. 17 on the back. See, I'm going to have to get... Yeah, I'm going to have to get used to these high rolls. Uh, okay, it's yeah. almost like he was made for it. <laughs> almost, perhaps. Uh, you find that there are several journals... Uh, several books that he has brought along, um, along with the possessions of um, a map. There is a map in one of the journals. Uh, you read through the journals. You, you kind of leaf through it. It's the standard cultist stuff. Uh, the return must be uh, brought about. On the day of the return, uh, the great one will give me a position of power if I faithfully serve him. It's that standard cultist rhetoric. Um, when the giant spaghetti monster in the sky destroys the world, uh, I will reign supreme over the next life. That kind of stuff. Uh, you find a map. And on the map, there is 
a section that has been highlighted. First of all, it is a map that upon cross-referencing with your own mental map that you had back at your house with your father, that map was next to the front door and you always worked on it. It was the map of Braven. It was something that you know like the back of your hand. And when you overlay that kind of information with the map that you were holding in your hands, you realize that there are routes highlighted. There are indications of underground passageways coming out from underneath the memorial. (laughs) And it strikes you in that moment that the information that you just processed yourself of underground tunnel leading to the memorial. And then the information of earlier with with the panic cultists, he was coming back and saying things like, uh, the overland route didn't work. We'll have to take the, the underground one. It all clicks that they found a way to get inside. And it's only a matter of time until they do. I think I've seen these maps before. I've seen these pathways before. They found a way inside. Into the city. Through, I believe it's through the mausoleum from where they were. They've been mining. That's where the axe was. That's where the tunnels were. But where's their entrance? We have to find it. Let's go check out the uh, underground the other route. What? Maybe they have what the item, there. What item are they after? What's in the mausoleum that they need so bad? Maybe the mayor knows. I reckon uh, we go find out. And we would. We could probably intuit though that there's not a secret entrance like from here because that owl said that they saw people walking towards the town. So, hearing this, I would probably be like getting out of this tunnel as fast as we could. That's what I would say. Uh, we're talking as we run to town. Agreed. Do we right, Josh, want to check out the rest of the cave? Uh, you guys, I'm assuming you're all going to quickly make your way out of this cave? Yeah. See? Yep, yep. Cool. Alright, you guys make your way hastily out of the cave, up the stairs, through all the winding corridors and you make your way up to the top of Braven Ridge and down below you see a site that you never thought you would see in your life there are fires all over the town of Braven there is smoke billowing up into the sky thick and black from this distance you can barely make out the sound of yelling screaming and panic And that is where we're going to end our session for tonight.